Welcome to the Your Lender Buddy podcast. This podcast is designed to empower real estate professionals with industry knowledge that they need to succeed. Without further ado, I'll pass it on to Jordan Keck for today's episode. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jordan, your lender buddy. And today we are talking about no down payment loans. Now, this is the thing. Almost every single first time home buyer, they look in, they do their research on the internet and they say, hey, I'm a first time home buyer. There are programs that are going to help me out. And usually what they mean by that is no down payment loans. So we're going to talk about what some of those are today. And as you know, there is no free lunch. All programs have their pros and cons. So as we go through these, my goal is that you would become familiar with these programs and be able to empower your clients to ask the right questions, become familiar with their options. You don't need to become an expert. You need to know enough to be dangerous and to ask the questions to understand what's going on here. If something sounds too good to be true, it probably is, and you may just not be getting the full extent of that program. So with that, we can get into a home. I mean, the, the benefits of being able to use these programs here, you can get into a home without having to wait for prices or rates to change. We saw the power of this going back into the early part of 2020. If you were able to get into a home, you didn't need to save up money for down payment, and you got in three months, six months, a year, before you would have otherwise been able to, that could add up to tens of thousands of dollars, in some case hundreds of thousands, because you were able to move sooner than later. Another benefit is you can avoid taking out a costly loan for a down payment or having to ask family members for money. As we all know, often the most expensive money is free money. And then last one, sometimes it doesn't even need to be repaid. Some of these programs you're not borrowing for the down payment. You're either getting a grant or getting a loan that's forgivable if you meet certain criteria. So there's some great benefits to these programs. They get people off the fence. They help first-time homebuyers get into homes. So let's jump into a few of these programs, starting with some of my favorite. The first one, you don't necessarily think about it as a first-time homebuyer loan or as a down payment assistance loan, but it's going to be a VA loan by far my favorite product here. And the reason for that is it's a benefit that's given to those who are either in active duty, met a certain timing requirements, or have served in the military and are able to use this as a benefit. It's a reward and a recognition of service for our service members to be able to use when buying a home. Among other benefits they get from the VA, the VA home loan does not require a down payment in most all circumstances. There's no income, excuse me, there's no loan limit on it. There used to be several years ago before they passed a new law saying, now you can do a VA loan up to any amount. And the only restriction is going to be dependent on the lender, which is usually going to be somewhere around one and a half to two and a half million dollars. But again, VA doesn't set a limit on this. Now, a few of the restrictions that you do run into, because again, some great benefits, there's no down payment requirement most of the time no monthly mortgage insurance, low interest rates, flexible requirements to become eligible. But a couple of the drawbacks that most people aren't aware of. The first one is going to be that depending on the type of your discharge, you may not be eligible for a VA loan. So for example, if you active duty military and you have a general discharge, it's not a dishonorable, but it's a general discharge, that means you may still be eligible for a VA home loan. However, if you served in the, re- in the reserves, 
or the guard, and you've met your time period there and you had a general discharge, unfortunately you, as of this time, are not eligible for a home loan. So there are a few gotchas there. The other thing is that you cannot have someone else on the home loan unless they're your spouse or another veteran, unless you want to have a down payment. So the way that it works is if you have a veteran and they want somebody else to be on the home loan with them, they're going to be required to have a 12.5% down payment. And the reason for that is because VA guarantees to the lender 25% of the loan for the veteran. If there's somebody else that comes in, technically the veteran is only one half of that loan, so they guarantee the veteran's half, not the other one. So you'd need to come up with a 12.5% down payment to have someone else on the loan who's not a spouse or a veteran. Now, next program here, the USDA Home Loan. This is also a great program, but you don't have to be a veteran to apply for. You don't even have to be a first-time home buyer. The only requirements around it are that there are specific locations that do and do not qualify based on the size of the region. This is to encourage ownership in rural areas. So most of the major cities aren't going to be eligible, but you may be surprised on how close the outlying areas you can get into with this loan program. While you don't have to be a first-time homebuyer, you can't own any other property. So if you have a home and you're selling it to be able to move into another property, you'd still qualify for a USDA loan if you meet the other requirements. Some of those other requirements are that there is an income limit based on the area and based on your household size, and that's before tax income based on what you're expected to earn moving forward. So I've run into a few scenarios where somebody didn't earn more than the limit last year, but they got a raise recently, and unfortunately that raise means they're going to earn more than the limit next year and would no longer qualify for it. You also can't own any other property at the time that you're buying a new one. So if you have a home and you're selling it, that's fine, if as long as it's sold before you move into the new one, but you can't own any other properties you're going to keep while getting a USDA loan. And the last one here, it's a bit of an odd guideline, and we don't run into it that often, but if you have enough assets, you have enough money in an account to do a 20% down payment or more, and, convention, and you can qualify for a conventional loan, then USDA technically says you no longer qualify for USDA basically because you don't need that loan program. So again, some interesting stuff in there. Don't run into that one often, but there are some potential gotchas there for that type of loan. Next up we're going to talk through here is doctor loans. And doctor loans, these are programs that aren't available to every bank. A lot of these are going to be company specific because these are not part of conventional loans. They're not part of FHA. These are companies that have said, hey, we want to design a program specifically for people who have gone through the training, become doctors, because they know they're going to be in that profession the rest of their lives. So the income potential is only going to go up, and these companies are willing to take more risk now in exchange for a potential higher return down the road. So the benefits on these, some companies don't require a down payment, and they can have lower than normal interest rates. They can go up to higher loan amounts than a conventional uh, loan amount would be able to. And often they treat student loans much more favorably, often ignoring them entirely, knowing that the income potential for these doctors is going to be higher. A few of the drawbacks are that these can be very hard to find and that the guidelines vary quite a bit by company. Some companies may require a 10% down payment. Others might be five. Others might be zero. 
The other thing is that they only apply to specific types of doctors. So it's not every doctor that's going to be eligible for these types of loans. And again, the doctors that are eligible will vary depending on the company and can be very specific for some companies. And the last one is they often come with a variable interest rate after a specific fixed time period. So this might be a five-year, seven-year, or 10-year fixed period followed by annual or biannual adjustments after that point on the interest rate. Next up, we're going to talk about the Oregon Bond Program. So if you're listening to this outside of the state, sorry, this one's Oregon-specific. But the Oregon Bond Program is a great program because it offers the option of either using money from this program for a down payment or being able to use money towards your closing costs. So a few of the gotchas on this one, you do need to meet certain income limits. You do need to be a first-time homebuyer to qualify or be a buyer in what they consider a targeted area. So there are some areas where they say, hey, if you buy a home in this area, you don't need to be a first-time homebuyer. They also have maximum purchase price limits depending on the area. So for example, as of the time this is being recorded, that limit for Marion County is about $360,000 and some change. So it doesn't matter if you income qualifies you for more, if you're doing more money for a down payment, there's a cap on the purchase price, which may or may not fit within that person's ideal price range. And a few of the other interesting pieces are that they allow this money basically as a grant to go towards a down payment or go towards seller credit, but it's not for all, it's not a unique loan program. You're still going to get an FHA loan or a conventional loan or VA or USDA loan, and the Oregon Bond Program helps give a credit towards that. But FHA's guidelines don't allow that credit to be used for down payment. So if you wanted to use the Oregon Bond, you actually couldn't do it with an FHA loan for your down payment, it would have to be conventional to be used for your down payment. So if somebody may not fit into that credit bucket for a conventional loan, then they wouldn't be able to use it on FHA for that down payment, only for seller credit on an FHA loan. And then the last one, this is a really interesting piece to me, is once you get the Oregon Bond program, you are never able to rent out that home unless you refinance out of the Oregon Bond loan program. Now, most loans, you can buy it to live in it as your primary, live in it for a year, turn around and rent it out, and that's perfectly fine. You can keep the loan on it. But the Oregon Bond Program specifically says you are not able to keep that loan and rent out this home at any time. Even if you've lived in it for 10 years, if you plan to rent it out, you need to refinance that mortgage. So interesting stipulations. And then the last one I want to touch on here isn't so much one specific type of down payment assistance program as it is a broad category. And this is going to be programs that don't give you a grant for your down payment so much as they do a second loan. So it would basically be a first and a second loan combination where you get your first loan as maybe a conventional or an FHA, but you also get a second loan at the exact same time for the amount of your down payment. This is the program that typically has a higher interest rate on the loans that you get, both of them, the first loan and the second. Often they include tighter underwriting standards. There may be income or location restrictions on these. And in general, the fewer the restrictions, the more money that you pay to get them. Because in these scenarios, these can be good programs for people who, if they don't fit in the buckets of the other loans available, they have good income, 
they can qualify for more than they want and they're willing to pay a little bit more for their mortgages and they're just not able to save up for the down payment, this can be a good program. But again, you are paying for the benefit of that program. It's essentially getting a loan. You truly are getting a loan for your down payment and paying a higher interest rate on your mortgages as a result. So with this information here, a couple other things to keep in mind. No single loan officer will ever know all of the down payment programs out there, including myself. Don't rely on any one lender to tell you or your clients all of the programs, know the ins and outs of all of them, and determine which is best, because very few lenders have all of these programs. So if they don't even have them, they can't necessarily tell you the pros and the cons, or know if it would be a better benefit for you to go somewhere else. Ask around, find out the pros and the cons, be able to prompt your clients to ask good questions so they understand the program that they're signing up for. Sometimes a program is specific to one company and it's at other times it's available to all lenders. So that's where it can be difficult to know if one lender says that these are all the programs available, there's probably more out there that they just either aren't aware of or aren't telling you because they don't have access to it or know about it. When in doubt, check it out. There's far more programs than this out there, but again, these are going to be your biggest, broadest categories for it. So as always, know this is great information. Make sure to pass it along to your team. Subscribe if you haven't already for more great content. And let's continue to elevate real estate together. This podcast has been brought to you by Jordan Keck, NMLS number 1017341, branch manager at Advantage Mortgage Incorporated, 5955 Shoreview Lane, North Suite 200, Kaiser, Oregon 97303. Company NMLS 1770599, equal housing lender. Jordan Keck is licensed in Oregon, Arizona, California, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Texas, and Washington. Until next time, thanks again for listening. Thank you.